This is Armando Santos. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. The Authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f- so funny about me. Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stump. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. September 12th, 2015, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And this week with us, he was our first guest, has the most appearance on the Cigar Authority, mainly because he just keeps showing up. He is the owner of legacy brands, including his brand Tortuga. Victor Vitale joins us with some interesting industry questions that we have for him. He's going to answer them. Also, we're going to light up the new Davidoff Escurio, uh, a $16 smoke from this month's care package, and the Cigar Journal magazine has landed. We're going to dig into that, and we have cigar news and lots more. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. It's very interesting. I didn't know that the mom, Mary Steenbergen, also owned, from uh, Step Brothers, the movie, also owned a cigar brand. I found that fascinating. Yeah, it looks just like it. And when they, you actually think of it, Maya Silva cigars, uh, yes. Her doppelganger. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location. And uh, we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it. On both. He wasn't reading. He's getting, he's getting good at I this. I still had to go back and look at my notes. I'm terrible. Just in case. Just in case. So here we go. We're going to pass these out. Uh, one for me. And uh, that's for Victor. Okay, boy, you put that there. Victor's going to join us in a little while. This is from the Cigar Authority Care Package. If you've uh, heard of it and you haven't done it yet, this is what you're missing. So this is one of the cigars in the care package this month. One of four cigars. It is the Davidoff Escurio Robusto. Uh, a $16 cigar, not bad for you, $19.99, including shipping. Four cigars, including one of this. Barry Stein, tell us about the Davidoff Escurio. Well, the Davidoff Escurio found its inspiration in Rio, the soul of Brazil, and in the rhythms, intrigue, and rich experience of the nights. And just like an adventurous evening in this vibrant city, this complex and original cigar will carry you along on a taste adventure with unexpected twists and turns. And we allow you to share with us, if you took part in the care package, the Davidoff Escurio. Available in three sizes, Petit Robusto, Robusto, and Grand Toro, the cigar features a Habano wrapper from Ecuador, a Brazilian Cubra binder, and the filler of Brazilian Cubra, Brazilian Matafina, Dominican Republic San Vicente, Piloto, and a hybrid Olar Piloto. Oh, I love Olar Piloto. That is six different types of tobacco packed into this cigar. Into is this. it Escurio or is it Escurio? Because it's from Rio. 
It's I've the, heard it both ways. It's the combination of Ecuador and Rio de Janeiro, right? Mm. I don't know where you're getting Ecuador from because Ecuador doesn't have an S in it. Oh, Escurio. Anything? <laughs> where, where is this? Rio is the yeah, I remember. Part I remember you said that it was a made-up word that combined two words yeah. when you went to the board of directors meeting or whatever yeah. that was, but I don't remember what it was. Rio is Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is E-S-C-U? Escape to Rio. All right, we're gonna we'll go with that because it's actually could be pretty, an excursion. It's better, it's better than my 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 uh, thing. Or it could be the Hispanic pronunciation of excursion, excursion. And I'm gonna stop making up words. Let's stop making up words like cigar liberty that you made up. And it's it your stopped. turn. All right, here we go. It is derived from two words. Escurio is from the Portuguese word for dark or escuro. So that's the first uh, part of it. Escuro, rap, and right. then. Rio for Rio de Janeiro. Escurio. Okay. Escurio? Escurio. I say Escurio. I say Escurio. Tomato, tomato. It's a made-up word, so I guess it can be anything uh, we want it to be, maybe. I don't know. Uh, But very, very interesting cigar. I'm going to say the fullest body Davidoff out there. Yeah. It's the fullest body black label Davidoff. It's the fullest body regular production Davidoff. Well, what about Puro de Oro? That one is... um, I would classify that as strong as balls. Uh, I don't know. For me, I think this is a little stronger. Well, anyway, let's give it a cut and light and see how it is. Uh, this is the Robusto 4.5 by 54, uh, $16 cigar, and we're going to give it a cut and light. Right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, it was Perdomo and Perdomo alone that cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. They lowered their prices. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And we'll give this bad boy a cut. And if you have yours, hopefully you're cutting and lighting along with us. That's the whole idea of this care package, so that you can actually smoke along with us. Don't save it. This is the perfect time. While we're smoking it, you're smoking it. You're part of the show. We have a studio audience smoking the cigar with us. This is the way to go, right? Yep. And this cigar is sixteen ninety nine. You said sixteen fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine. And the care package is nineteen ninety nine. So, and there's three other cigars, and they also get shipped to you. Yeah. Now, if you if you could combine the flavors of raisin and hay, we'll call that Ray Hazen. Or Hazen, I guess. Hazen sounds better, right? Yeah. Hazen. Hazen? I'm a big fan of Ray. So it's Hazen. So we've heard. Now, this is the taste before we light it taste. This Mm. is the the pre-light taste. Cutting it, then drawing the cigar and tasting it before. Why not, right? And get many different tastes out of it. The foot has a little hint of molasses on it. Smelling the foot of the cigar, the opened end. Hang on. It's a little more specific than that. Cinnamon molasses? It is the strap. From Blackstrap Molasses. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I have no idea. I got a little little spicy in the in the foot. Yeah. The outside wrapper. Wait, this just in. Breaking news. Yeah? Chinese pea pods. What is a Chinese pea pod? I don't know. It's Do they grow pea pods in China? <laughs> or are you so, saying when you get Chinese food, the pea pods in? Yeah, that's those. Yeah. Uh, we're going to light our cigar today <laughs> with the Vertigo <laughs> Bomber. This is a triple jet. Full metal jacket, big-ass tanked lighter that Ooh, is absolutely rock solid. 
It's a little short, stout spark plug of a lighter um, that takes a licking. Yes, it and does. And I'll say that because this is one, because it's small and my hands are short and fat, is something that's slipped out of my hands before mm. and smashed in the ground, and no problem. No problem. Doesn't even leave a mark. This is, uh, as you say, full metal jacket. So we're going to give this bad boy a nice toast. Twenty nine ninety nine for this. The uh, bullet punch, I know what you're wondering. Does it go past vertical? Because I like to smoke big ring gauge cigars. Yes, it does, sir. Yes, it does. Easy adjustment. A little plastic uh, wheel in there to adjust with your fingernail. It's the bomb. It's the Vertigo Bomber. It's, it's twenty nine ninety nine. It, they picked the right name for this one. Mm. You know, there's no letters and numbers. It's the Vertigo Bomber, because it is the bomb. That's why it's there. And that's it. So... A little sweetness right off the bat. Yeah. Four and a half inches long, but a bigger ring gauge, a 54 ring gauge. Will this last an hour long? We're going to end up seeing. Um, it is part of the care package. The care package, if you're interested in doing it, it's, uh, as we said, 1999. Go on to com, and you'll see it on the right-hand side. You click the button. It's going to take you to our friends at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They'll ship it out every single month. Once you sign up, we're going to charge you every single month until you say, I give up quit we're taking too much money from you it's too good of a deal i feel like i'm abusing the system yeah, we don't robbing want to do you it. blind and i believe if you order it now the next one will ship on the 28th of september okay so this one is already gone obviously and if you order after the 28th of september you're not in you're in for the next one after that quit anytime you want you won't if you want to buy a whole bunch for all your friends you can't you can buy one for yourself. That's the idea. Your friend wants one. Have your friend buy one, too. And um, every single month, we'll end up sending it. We get emails and stuff saying, you guys can't continue this way. You are wrong. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Obviously, it's not going to be a Davidoff in every single package. But right now, we have uh, this is a new Davidoff. It's a big talk. It's selling very well. We wanted to smoke it during the show. Uh, Victor Vitali, who's joining on there, hasn't smoked it before. He says, I'd like to smoke it. Nice. Perfect. This is the one we'll, uh, we'll have on the show. So, A very subtle, sweet cinnamon, but orange pokey tea. I got cinnamon. I definitely got the cinnamon. Yeah, Not bad, Barry. Not quite, but I'm practicing. I'm going for speech lessons. Right, yeah? Yeah, pokey pig school of speech. There we go. So we're looking for the subtle taste Inside here, after you blow the smoke out, then you smack your tongue and your lips. What are you tasting at that point? There's where I taste the cinnamon flavor. And the it's tea. not the smoke itself. It's the aftertaste mm. that happens. You blow the smoke out. Now you're tasting. It's actually tea that has just a little splash of cream in it. There's a creamy component. The orange pico. Orange pokey. Pico. Pokey. Pico. I've heard it both ways. You put your left foot in, right foot in. What are we talking yeah. about, Pokey? Escurio? <laughs> Escurio? Now I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Reiner doesn't know how to pronounce his own cigar right now because of this show. So I have a segment set right now that we were going to discuss Chuck Morrison's Super Bowl ring. All right, let me show the uh, awesome. viewing audience at home my new ring. Can you see that? You see it? It looks yeah. like it looks it's like a yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. There is no ring. There is no ring. And I know invisible. they passed out the rings. At the game Thursday night, we were watching. Yep. Uh, I'm not a big sports fan. It wasn't about watching the game. I wanted to see Chuck Morrison get his ring, and 
I come in this morning, and we're getting ready, and he shows me his empty hand. There is no ring. Nothing. So tell us. What's up know. with that, Chuck? I don't know. I don't know. I'm starting to get concerned. My question is, do I – and this is on the air, man. This is, this, these, what's great about these shows, maybe not so great, is that they have a, uh, a lifelong shelf life. This will right. always be out there. <laughs> so it's on the record forever. Yeah. Where is my damn Where ring? Where is my ring? I say, ask for my, the spelling of my last name. Ring size. Um, and it was Christmas Day, and everybody's getting it, and here you are, the kid with no presents. Right, right. And, and what a long game. Were you holding out the whole game? Yeah, saying They're going to give kinda, it to me at the end. I kind of hung around after the game a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was ready to go home. You're but, the last person in the stadium. Right. Just, Lights that, are shutting off. And, right. Is anybody? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm leaving, guys. <laughs> yeah, all right, Chuck. No, I'm just letting you know yeah. that I'm, I'm going to leave, and I won't be back till next week. <laughs> Anything you want to uh, yeah. share or say or give? Yeah. <laughs> Accepting ring donations uh, right now. And, and how about the broadcasters themselves? The broadcasters did, but there's about they did. They did, yeah. Oh my they god! Did. They the didn't place. say Chuck was yours, right? No, they they did actually because uh, yeah. they were told as well that we'd be getting rings. Again, I'm not the only kid at Christmas. There's about 20 other kids at Christmas that are kind of in the same camp here on standby. Um, the only thing I could think of is that before the game, uh, one of the higher ups, we'll, we'll leave him unnamed, um, was not there. He arrived late um, for a previous obligation, so. Maybe that's why we haven't received him. And he wants a personally, this, this unknown person that's at the very, very top. <laughs> He's pretty high. Wants to wait to do it in person to you. I don't know. As opposed to Tom Brady can get his from someone else, but Chuck Morrison needs me to yeah. hand it to him directly. Yeah. yeah. You going with that? I'm going with that. Yeah. yeah I'm going with that anyway. I'm, uh, I'm saying the knockoff coming from China just hasn't arrived yet. Yeah. That's what it is. So how they look? They spectacular. Oh, right? they're gorgeous. Yeah, they're gorgeous. I think it's you know they've this is their fourth one and they're all pretty spectacular. But in my opinion, and actually the opinion of many that I've talked to that actually have received theirs, uh, this is the one. This is the best one. Is it possible that the ring deflated and they needed to reinflate? Thanks, Barry. It? Yep. No Thank problem. you. I, I, you know what? I'd rather talk about this, and I'm sure you heard about the headset gate during the game. Yes, so, I did, yeah. which I had to say was directly. I said, "This is what Chuck does. Yeah, it's right up our camp." See, this not, is in you. This was the audio broadcast from the radio. Getting through on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Which is you. Which is us. Handling. How did you pull that off? It was, you know, one of those things where the Steelers are always complaining and whining, and we're like, yeah, we're going to show them. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm having a problem getting William Cooper in my headset <laughs> right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, that, that, that segment uh, is actually handled by the league. So that, that's a league issue. They, they assign certain frequencies for the teams, uh, for the broadcast crews, including radio, TV, all of that. So... That's their department. They're is the there ones a, that is there up. an outside chance that perhaps they did it on purpose? No, the I league. Doubt it. No, because what you, you're going to hear because the Patriots are hated right now. We've been talking about yeah. this. People hate us, and our listeners, I'm sure, are like laughing, saying, "You cheaters!" Yeah, it happened to us as well. It happened on the Patriots side. They lost communications. They had no communication. It was just nothing. They try to talk. Nothing. And were you the go-to guy? No. What's no. wrong here, they Chuck? Have, no, they have frequency. Again, this is a league thing. So okay. they have their own frequency coordinators, they're called, like or yeah. their own technical department that handles all this whole entire thing. They handle the equipment. Were they yelling up to you guys saying, what's, oh, yeah. what's up? What, yeah. they, they came up to the booth. Yeah. Uh, there's two black suits and security, like standing over, you know, checking out all our gear, looking at frequency numbers. And when they pulled the cord, basically, um, for our, they're called IFBs. Um, that's when the problem went away. So it was somehow tied to the radio broadcast. But it, what it ultimately came down to was frequency coordination. 
because so. that's always plugged in the same exact way. Always. This is a home game home that you, game. you know it well. Yeah. The so issue, I like you're there once a year. There were like 22, VT, uh, 22 TV trucks, you know, six different radio stations. You had the coaches. <clears throat> it was just a, such a large presence for being the NFL kickoff, the opening game of, yeah. the, of the season. There was a larger than normal presence. So the frequencies that they assign are so close together. And the stadium being as confined as it is, they're gonna, there's going to be crossover. You know, there's going to be interference. It happens everywhere, every single stadium. And everyone always point, points the finger at the Patriots because, again, we're hated. We're the cheaters. But it always happens in New England. Guess what? You know what? You're guilty, too. It happens in Miami. I'll call it every stadium. Yeah, yeah, it happens yeah. all the time in Miami, Philadelphia. You see it. You see, you see it all the time. Yeah. San Francisco. Um, so it's not even a surprise to you. Not even a surprise. Like, if Rudy texted you right now and said, hey, your guys aren't on the air, that would be a surprise. And you'd troubleshoot or That's whatever, right, but yeah. this happens in every game all the time. All the time, and it happens a lot with the Patriots coaches. And why don't they just lock in, this is the frequency always? They do. Oh, they, really? Oh, yeah. You always have Months the same frequency. Months in advance. Yeah. yeah. We're given all the frequencies. Like, I know, for example, we'll be in uh, uh, Houston in November. I, I already have the frequencies. Yeah, right. For what, what they'll be assigned. We already have that. It's and do you have played. a thing that you plug in the frequency on? Yeah, yeah. You, you dial it in. It's just like. You do it. I do it physically, yeah. You are the one. I'm the one. for the Yep, for the Patriots. Yeah. Thinking this could have something to do with why I you said it. the I ring. I said it while it was going on. This is definitely because yep. talking to you all these years of, of the different things that you do, I yep. go, this is definitely Chuck. This, yeah. is, this is him. But it'd be like, you know, yeah. you're saying, Chuck, here's the combination to the safe and me just plugging in the combination yeah. and open up the safe. It's the same type of thing. We're given a combination. We enter it in and, and off we go. But there's always He's issues. Still saying we, but you mean you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the fall guy. This, yeah, is, yeah. Uh, this is Chuck's deflect gate. Right. No. This is him himself. And here's the thing, guys. It's like the Patriots coaches, just to end on this, you know, as I said, it happens all the time, but you never hear them talk about it or complain about it because they don't make excuses. Their work culture is superior to any other organization or team in the league, you know, who's out there making accusations, yeah. the fingers. Guess what? You know, we walk into locker rooms with – Shady people walking around, unauthorized personnel that they're kicking out. Uh, I heard reports that at Gillette Stadium, the beverages, the Kool-Aid and stuff like that, the waters are always warm. We encounter that all the time. But you never hear the Patriot side, you know, come to never. say these things because guess what? We don't make excuses. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we're not going to blame our loss on warm Gatorade or, you know, losing <laughs> you communication know Having you know warm what? Gatorade dumped <clears throat> on the coach is probably better for him. Right. It's less of a shock. <laughs> right. Right. So but there's plan Bs and Cs and Ds and Es and all the way to letter Z. I mean, you always have to have – be prepared, right? There we go. All, all right. right. Well, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Tom writes, Howdy again, fellas. Thank you for reading my message during the last show. This was a month ago. Uh, I'm the guy that said the Patriots suck. Well, Tom, you suck. You absolutely made my day when I was listening to the podcast today at work. No, Barry, I will not be switching podcasts because of Mr. J's retort. Good. You still suck. Uh, You guys are the only podcast I enjoy since Dog Watch has stopped. Cigar Dave is a goofball and just self-promotes his whole show. Not nice. Not nice. I'm just reading, man. Uh, I actually do have a few questions for you. From Indianapolis. Not very debonair. He's sucked and somebody else is a goofball. That's how he starts. Go ahead. How can I listen to the Cigar Authority live on Saturdays? I just accepted a new job and won't be able to listen at work anymore. Quit your job? How are you going to listen to it? When he you... would go to the CigarAuthority.com. Yeah. And Click be the able banner. To just, There's boom. a red button. Click here to watch live. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Couldn't, be, couldn't be easier. But if he can't listen to work anymore and he doesn't know how to get it well, online. he's going to watch it live. He might. Well, he doesn't know how to get it live. Now he does. So we might be talking to nobody right now. Ah. So how is he listening? Yeah, it's an interesting do, do, question. Do, 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 do. Why don't you tell us, Barry? Since so now you wrote we can this. actually talk about him because he's not even here. Uh, also, my wife and I just found out we're going to 
be expecting our first child. Yay! When he or she is born, I want to hand out some It's a Boy or It's a Girl cigars at the hospital. Okay. Which manufacturer has decent sticks with those labels, or should I hand out my typical smokes? Well, Thanks a ton, and God bless. Tom from Indy. Well, we're smoking a Davidoff right now. I'll tell you, Davidoff make it to, makes It's a Boy and It's a Girl cigars. Yes, they do. Uh, high end, if you want to go really high end like that. They're, high end. They have two varieties. You can get the uh, 2000 which is a, a little bit less money, maybe $13, $14 a piece. Or you could go all the way up to the special series and get special R's. What I like to say as a retailer to the person coming in to buy cigars, the, the proud father, how much do you love the new baby? <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> And then they proceed to buy the uh, Atura Fuente Curly Heads mm-hmm. at $1.99 or whatever. Uh, there's everything in between. Uh, it, as far as um, good uh, It's a Boy and Girl Cigars, it, it goes at the very top as Davidoff that makes it. Well, because it is a Davidoff. It's not like the other ones right. where it's just their bundle brand and they slap an It's a Boy, It's yeah. a Girl sticker on it. See, I would think the person should double up. They should get the It's a Boy, It's a Girl Cigars for people... That they're acquaintances with that may or may not be cigar smokers. Yeah, get the and lower end. And then get end. the higher end stuff for your friends that you know enjoy a good cigar. And have a cigar with them. And I recommend you put a couple aside for many, many years like I did. And when my daughter turned 18, we actually smoked the cigars. Uh, and it was a highlight of my life of smoking the cigar with her that I saved for 18 years. And I said, okay, on her birthday, that's what we smoked. 18 years later, wow. and you put it aside, and it's pretty awesome. It's, it's a, you know, you're going to make a commitment. 18 years, you're going to hang on to it. But I promise you, you'll be glad you bought the high end at that point right. instead of a low end. Well, it'll certainly age better. Uh, but, you know, you showed that this is what I did when you were born. Uh, I actually made a brand, uh, La Gianna, for when she was born. But um, um, it was the J.C. Newman folks that actually introduced it, the first it's a boy and girl cigar to ever come out. It was J.C. Newman that put it out. The grandfather said, this would be a good idea. It's pretty smart, yeah. yeah. Here's my question. Back when Gianna was born, <clears throat> yep. they didn't have the quite this technology that they have today and they, that you heard of, it, people expecting a girl and getting a boy and the umbilical cord blocked the whatever and you didn't quite exactly know until the baby popped out 20 years ago yeah. if you were having a boy or a girl. Did you have... A backup plan. We did not. Of uh, oh. You know, they don't see the penis, so they say it's most likely a girl. And where I'm the father, they said it would obviously be very shown. You'd be able to tell uh, because of um, <laughs> how well endowed you are. <laughs> yes. No, uh, we had a little issue uh, when uh, my wife was pregnant that we had to go through um, – I don't remember what they call it, where they take some fluid yeah, to yeah. make sure some, oh, yeah. something looked like was going wrong. Yeah. So we had to go to it, and then we knew for certain. So we did know okay. for certain it was going to be a girl. And at that point, we went into full production of a cigar brand and uh, the name and the whole bit. So we knew in advance. And what would have been the, the backup the plan if it, was, if it had been a boy at that point? We knew it was going to be a girl. But if it had been a boy, what was the backup plan? draw the fluid out or whatever, and they go, oh, by the way, we messed up this whole time. I don't know. We we didn't have a backup plan. You didn't have a boy's name picked out? I did. Bruno. 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 And uh, everybody is very happy it was a girl. But Bruno. L. Bruno. No, Bruno Garofalo was the name of the boy if it was a boy. Right, but what's going to be the name of the cigar? Oh, I don't know. L. Bruno. Well, Bruno. 
Is there a Bruno cigar? For some reason, I think there's a Bruno or Brr. Why Bruno? That is the worst name in the history of bad names. Uh, my apologies to anyone named Bruno. But if you're going to name your kid something, well, I thought why don't you just nice. name him, beat me up, <laughs> and take my we lunch thought, money? We thought Gianna was an original. There was no Giannas we ever heard of at that time. Now, 21 years ago, almost October 4th, 21 years. But uh, that's what it was going to be, and... Uh, it's safe, but when Gianna has a baby boy, she's probably going to name him Bruno. I very highly doubt yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> very highly doubt Because we never had a Bruno yet. Anyway, next Saturday, um, the folks from Hammer and Sickle will be here. Uh, will be uh, another cigar from the care package. We're going to be smoking the Hammer and Sickle trademark Maduro. I say that in advance. If you're not in the um, care package group yet, uh, you haven't pulled the trigger on that yet, or you're thinking about it, and you do want to smoke along with us, there's a heads up. Get a hammer and sickle trademark Maduro cigar. We're going to have Eric Hansen on the show. We're going to have a few cocktails. Uh, the drunk edition next week here on the Cigar Authority. Thoughts right now on the Davidoff Escurio I'm going with? Well, I'm still getting the sweetness. The strength portion of it is just now starting to creep up. It started off on the mild side. And it's just now starting to get a little fuller bodied. Still sticking with sweet cinnamon orange pokey tea with I'm, a little splash of cream. I got something. Yeah. So making brownies, right? You get the batter out of the out of the out of the bowl and it's all in the pan and you lick the bowl, right? And you lick the spatula Obviously. always. I'm getting some of that like chocolate, but a darker darker chocolate. Dark chocolate. Like but it's that. It's 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 the bowl. It's it's the spatula that you're licking. I, I got the brownie thing. You know when the crust in the corner, you get the yeah. crust in the ah, corner yeah. and a little chewy and yeah. it's happening now there. Come Chuck, on. Chuck nailed it. Right? Pretty good, Chuck. Yeah. Just, <laughs> my whole vision of having a tea with a little bit of splash of cream in there has just now switched to brownies. And I ran a trademark search. Uh, there are two cigars with the name Bruno. One is St. Bruno. Uh, which is registered by Imperial Tobacco. And then the other one is Bruno Piatelli, and uh, it's owned by a guy of the same name in Italy. Did any of them come in the early 90s? Uh, the Bruno 94? Piatelli was registered in September 30th, 1997. <clears throat> well, I would have had them. And St. Bruno was registered July 2nd, 1974. See, those wouldn't even exist if Gianna was a boy. Those brands wouldn't even exist because I would have the trademark and I would have disputed it and they would have never been existing. Well, so the Saint whole Bruno. world would have changed. Like going back in time, the whole world ends up changing. Yeah. St. Bruno would have existed because St. Bruno is 41 years old. 1974. Oh, 74. Ah. And I never heard of it, St. Bruno. Yep. And it's uh, been around since 74? Yep, it's been registered by uh, Imperial Tobacco. Wow. They've done nothing, nothing with it. They've done nothing, nothing with it as far as we know. But it continues. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, he has been in the business for almost all his life. First as a retailer, working in a retail cigar shop, then as a cigar rep, then as a distributor, and now as a brand owner. He's a young man, but he knows a lot about cigars because he spent his whole life doing it. We have some questions for him to trip him up. When he returns back on the Cigar Authority, he is Victor Vitale from Tortuga Cigars. He joins us live when we come back in minutes. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop. This is the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network.
Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! (laughs) Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. 
Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Arm of the Sun. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now over five years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. With us is our first guest and actually the person who has been on the show the most ever. I call him the Regis Philbin of the Cigar Authority or the David Brenner of the Cigar Authority, and I'll tell you why. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Victor Vitale, Vitale to the Cigar Authority. Thanks for having me. Good. Why David Brenner and why Regis Philbin? Do you know? Um, because they're uh, both guys? No, Regis Philbin is the guest on the David Letterman show the most, 136 times. Wow. So don't be pulling no 136 times. But uh, David Brenner, 158 times on The Tonight Show, and Victor Vitale, the most ever on The Cigar Authority. How many appearances do I have so far? Well over 20. I would say over a dozen. Too many? Wow. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? He is the one to say. Anyway, welcome back, Victor. Thanks for having How's me. How's things going with Tortuga? Going really well, thank you. So there is a Davidoff for you, Davidoff Escurio. I'm really Esc- excited to smoke this. There we go. I've been waiting. I what? saw the big rating they got. I'm sure you're going to be talking about that. What did they get? 93. They got a 93. Oh, oh in that, yes. We're going to go that. to a cigar journal in the next hour, absolutely. We'll get to uh, some of it if we can squeeze it in this hour, but we're going to go through Cigar Journal. Um, so you've been reading Cigar Journal anyway, so that's good news anyway. Uh, so you're, you're up on information. I really know, like the Cigar Journal. I think it's fantastic. It is. It's the best one out there for sure. If you, if you want to know so. about cigars in the cigar business, that's the one for you. Do you know about the cigar business? You, you've, you've had a few years in this business, right? I know nothing, nothing about the cigar business. Reaching, what movie? You were, I don't know. About the cigar business? I know nothing. <laughs> I think you got to take cigar out and put a restaurant in. No? I don't. No, that was Paul Good. from Goodfellas? Goodfellas. Oh, okay. Yeah, got, yeah, yeah. You got a bell for that? There we no. go. Good, Goodfellas. <laughs> I call you. No, you, were in, you worked retail in a cigar store for many years. Then you went off and you started working as a, uh, not a broker, but a uh, rep a representative for a major cigar manufacturer. Then you went off and started your own, not just broker business, but you did something really unique, and you hired a team of brokers. Um, Then you did that for a while. Then you went off and said, you know what? I think it's time to actually come out with my own brand. And here we have Tortuga. While you're distributing still Oro Vivo for um, uh, Amanda Sante. Uh, So you've done it all. So... You, you have every aspect of it. You've been in all the tobacco fields. You blend your own cigars. You, you got it all. You got it for a young guy. How old are you? Been, uh, 38. 38 years old. Under 40 years old. He's got all this background going 
with him already. Um, so we have some questions. Or Jonathan has some questions for you. Uh, maybe you guys have some questions too. The chat box has some questions. But Jonathan's going to try to trip you up on some if you don't mind. Well, I, my thought was we've had you on so many times, and how many times can we talk about Tortuga and Oravivo? So I wanted to go a little deeper with this interview and get some industry information. Well, I could talk about me for the rest of the show if you want. You certainly That's could. That's really easy to do. You have a gift. If somebody ever doesn't make it, you're going to be the fill-in host for sure. Can I stand in? You can stand in any time. Can we make someone not make it? it, There we go. Who do we have in mind? So you have high box counts in your Tortuga line, which makes a box of your cigars appear to be a high-ticket item. Do you wish at any point that you had gone to lower box counts, or is there a thought process behind high box counts? Because what are your box counts? Oh, they're all they're all different. There's yes. uh, 27, 30, uh, 36, and 40, and 48. So no 20s, no 12s, no 25s. Everything's more. Hmm. Now, my question is, can you repeat those numbers in that same exact order? You have uh, 36. Oh, no, don't bother. You yeah. lost already. <laughs> 40. <laughs> Where's the buzzer sound? He has Come some on. questions, but he doesn't Celtics listen. Celtics clock. Hit it. <laughs> Uh, So I can answer the question now, right? Yeah, that'd be great. All right, so the answer is no. I do not wish that I had a lower box quantity. There's actually a box of five that I make every year called the Regalo, and it's a different cigar every year. uh, It pays tribute to uh, a new blend that I've worked on that was very successful. This year it's it's a sun-grown wrapper. Nice. Last year it was the Connecticut. And it doesn't exist yet. Uh, No, it's out. You actually, uh, you guys, you did a promotion with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look All right. That it w- sold that quick. You didn't even know it was available, No, no. The right? qu- I thought you had something already set up for the the year coming 2016, up. 2016, I do. Yeah, okay. I do. Do you want to say anything the about it? The new Regalo, yes. It will be the Brazilian Matafina ah, in a size that's unreleased. Isn't that interesting? We're smoking a Brazilian cigar uh, mm, now. Is it going to be a bigger ring gauge size or a smaller ring gauge size? Um, it's going to be a kind of in-between what I'm already offering now. Okay. Tweener. So what, what's the rationale between 56 to be, I'm sorry, having the higher box counts? You chose to go that direction. Yeah, I chose to go that direction for a reason. So I am more of a brick-and-mortar style cigar. I'm not a mainstream marketed cigar. I'm not a cigar that's very attractive to uh, a lot of the big house retailers in the country. I'm more for smaller business. And... More for smaller business, meaning that consumers today, as you guys probably already know the answer to this, they like variety. They're more size loyal than anything. Sure. So what I've seen from my research traveling the country is that when someone comes in and buys 20 cigars, they're typically buying 20 different Toros, maybe five of the same one, three of this one, two of that one, and a couple of onesies here and there. So for me, I mean, a couple of reasons. I really don't want to waste the wood if it's completely unnecessary. I'm not a highly sought-after brand where people are buying boxes at a time. Yet. Yet, thank you for saying that. So we want to save the wood, and we want to make it a little bit easier for retailers to keep up with inventory. Mm. All right. Save the wood. That is the the takeaway here today. Save 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 the wood. Save the wood. And no little blue pills were harmed in the making of this segment. None. Uh, the second most asked question in a cigar shop is, what are you smoking? Mm. Do you, as a brand owner, see a value in giving a shop owner a sample of what they already carry? Or would your play be to hand them something that they don't carry 
in hopes of generating some buzz. Am I giving this to the clerk or the uh, owner? or <laughs> All of the above. All of the above? Uh, both. I think it's a common courtesy that's been uh, extended in this industry for years to hand out a cigar. It makes me feel good to hand out a cigar. I think it's just a really nice thing to do. Absolutely. Because you know, at the end of the day, cigars, we're all brothers, right? Yeah, we we share a common interest. Yeah. And uh, I also think it's exciting to give someone something new that they haven't tried because uh, out of respect for their opinion, I want it. I will say this. Last weekend we showed up, Labor Day weekend. You weren't on the show that week, but there was a package of five cigars for everybody on the show. We call that the Tortuga Care Package. Yeah, so nice. you wanted to take care of us Labor Day weekend by giving us something to smoke. And, 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 and the hopes and that you wouldn't throw them under the bus when you get them on the show and start talking <laughs> crap about them, but that didn't work, as we can see. Nobody's safe. Nobody. No, no, that's it. But thank so you, you for those cigars. You My pleasure. He can't be bought. He can be bought, but he's not going to play the right way to that, but okay. So many, many newer companies have stopped giving out blend information on their cigars. Uh, in an industry where shop owners are buying more sizzle than steak, do you think that the end user cares at all about blend information? Oh, wow. Oh, how do I answer that one? Um, I think it's a juggle. It's a toss-up. I mean, I personally don't give out too much blend information. I kind of I try to keep it as vague as possible, but um, I, the world does know where and who I buy my tobacco from and where I make my cigars. Uh, how long I age them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, do I think the consumer cares about the intricacies of what farm it came from, what priming is in the filler? Um, is the binder a lijero leaf? If show uh, what what shade it is? No, I, I think that's all completely unnecessary in my opinion. From Yeah, and I, I completely agree with you there because you, as a cigar geek myself, when someone comes in and gives, I'm looking for a little bit of a pitch from the, the rep, why should I be smoking your cigar and putting the one down that I have in my hand? Well, it has this rare leaf from this such and such, and this one's been aged for that long. I care about that. But what I hear from customers more often than not is, listen, I'm not a cigar aficionado. I'm not an expert. I just know what I like, and I like mild, or I like medium, or I like full-bodied. And they're looking for direction from me and from my staff on what direction to go. So to me, the blend information doesn't matter. I was just curious from you. Uh, well, you know, if I could add something, that it's, it's like, so how do I say this with diplomacy? David, you might have to help me out well, with this one. Um, maybe we'll go to Chuck on this, diplomacy. You know, yeah. I, I, think that, I think that the only manufacturers that can tell you down to specifics what they're using in their cigar are the huge companies that have stockpiles of tobacco because – Blends change every year, anywhere from 5 to 7%. And that's a conservative number. It could change up to 10% the or more. same exact cigar you're smoking that you think you're smoking year after year. You are not. Correct. Because the, the leaf changes because so of... It changes. Yeah. Weather changes. Water table's a major factor. And then uh, uh, somebody that I'm buying from this year who, uh, w- respectfully, uh, if they say, yeah, of course we have tobacco put aside for you. And then, hey, big guy walks to the door with a million-dollar check. Are they still holding that tobacco? I don't know. Can I be sure yeah. that that's going to be done? So what you're, when you go to the production of next year's production, you're tasting it, and you're saying, hmm, we got to beef this up a teeny bit just mm. to get it back to where it was. Even though you put the same ingredients in it, the ingredients have changed. Too much rain, so everything got a little weaker. Yeah, not water enough table. Rain. Yeah. Water so table we, can we need kill to, a crop. Yeah, so we mm. need to bring it back to where it was, so we actually have to change it. You have to. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, you know, ask chefs at restaurants. I mean, they're... They're not making the steak the same way right. every single plate. Right. 
How much does the perception of a brand's strength play into its sales? Would looking strong and being mild sell better than being strong and looking mild? That's a great question. Did you write these? I did. I did. I all right. So all uh, <clears throat> eyes are everything. I mean, yeah. people buy with their eyes. I mean, that's just basically the way it is. So, I mean, you, you wouldn't want to eat a red banana. I mean, you want your banana to be yellow or right. slightly brown. I mean, you kind of you'd stay away from a blue banana or uh, a the, blue apple. Remember the ketchup or, or something. when they came up with the green ketchup? Yeah. It didn't oh, work. Total failure. Yeah, so tasted uh, exactly the same. I mean, there, there, you can tell who the amateurs are in the business, and every day another amateur enters the business and wants to take it over. You know, again with respect, you should be educating yourself. Colors play a major role in. Uh, uh, the way the tobacco or the way the cigar should smoke. If you're using the wrong colors or using the wrong wrapper shade, there's 27 different shades of wrapper. So you could easily use the wrong wrapper shade if it's not made readily available to you. So uh, do I think it plays a factor? I think that that was the, the that was point the of the question. question. Yeah. yeah, it plays a factor. Yeah. Now, you tend not with your cigars to go overly strong. You You are hovering in that middle range. Even your Connecticut, I wouldn't consider that to be mild, mild. It's got a little bit more juice to it. it do, you, do you feel that, that you've hit the sweet spot with your brands? Yes. Uh, I blend for balance, not for strength. So it's very important to me to have total balance between filler, binder, and wrapper. Um, I can't stress it enough. There's nothing more important at all. Uh, what I can't stand is when a cigar is under-fermented and the ammonia is there and when you know when you just smoke a cigar and it's just too strong and you're just thinking to yourself the whole time if this was just dialed back like maybe yeah. 5% mm. it would be fantastic but i think that a lot of the manufacturers are really chasing that strong 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 because that's what the consumer wants well if you look at the statistics david yes strong is not what the majority of the consumers no, want it is not they want Mild, yeah. But the least loyal, the least loyal customer is yeah. the guy smoking those fuller-bodied cigars. He is looking for the next big thing. There's it's, no monogamy in the full-bodied segment of the market. There is monogamy in the mild-bodied yes. segment. Well said, and thank yeah. you. And in in the middle, in the medium-bodied segment, you have uh, you have up to fifty percent loyalty. You're buying twenty cigars this week. You're going to buy mm, up to ten of the same exact thing. Tell you, I'm in retail for 30 years. You're 100% right. You were in retail. Well, you, you know it. You see it. I pay attention to that stuff, and you get, you, you get the bell. Oh, you nailed you. it. You nailed it. Right now, it's time for this classic day in classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of <coughs> epic rap battles. <laughs> but now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste. The classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today 
with a classic cigar. Classic three-way. Barry is our champion. Mr. Jonathan, Victor Vitale. That's the three-way today. Today is September 12th. You know how it works, Victor. Closest without going over. Barry, today is Jesse Owens' birthday. Jesse Owens. Any idea? Berlin Olympics. Uh, you got it. Yep. Runner, African-American track star who won four gold medals in the 1936 Berlin Olympics. He was called Jesse only because his southern accent made J.C. difficult to hear. His name was J.C., not Jesse. I did not know that. Yep, there you go. These are the things you learn here in the Cigar Authority. Jesse Owens, the late great, celebrating his birthday today. What year was he born? 1910. 1910, Mr. Jonathan. 1909. 1909. And Victor Vitale. You know, I was going to say 1911, but I think you know, we have to go with 1908. You can say whatever you want to say. 1911. 1911. Good thing you didn't change it for the point. It's 1913. Ooh. So Victor Vitale gets the point. Don't ever change wow, your mind. I scored first point. First, first point. point. Wow. First, first point. blood. Mr. Jonathan, today is Barry White's birthday. Barry White. Pop my singer. first, my last, You're my everything. everything. Yeah. You don't get this right. He's a singer, composer, <laughs> songwriter who released Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe. And won um, multiple Grammy Awards. Uh, and AllMusic.com credits him as being the first singer to play disco music before the 1970s era. He was the first. Barry White. 1945. 1945, he says. Victor. 1942. 1942? 1943. 1943. Way to slam him, Barry. 1944. Wow. I got you last time. You got him that way. You guys right in good the guesses, same. Good grouping, as they would say. Right? You write this down, Barrett's. All right. Let's check. <laughs> Barry. He was down to get Barry White, Barry Stein. He had an edge, right? Just can't get enough of my love. No, can't get enough. <laughs> can't get enough. Okay, this is over to Victor Vitale, Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Any idea? No. Pop she, singer, recording singer. artist. Who starred as Elfie White in the nineteen in the two thousand six film Dream Girls and was a finalist in the third season of American Idol. She sang Love You I Do and won a Grammy Award for the best song written for the motion picture in two thousand eight. She starred in the two thousand six film Dream Girls with Beyonce, during which she sang And I am telling you I'm not going. Wow, uh, my ears will believe No, you know it was pretty good, right? Uh, was, yeah. 1989. Not one lesson, uh, not one lesson folks. Ni- 1989. 1989, he says, Barry Stein. 1976. 1976. 1978. 1978 will take the point. 1981 is the answer. We have a three-way tie. This oh, never man. happens. Two questions left. It is the classic three-way. I am the biggest loser on this show. Yeah? I, you probably I've never are. won. You never won? Maybe today's your chance. Barry, this is over to you. Today is the birthday, September 12th, of Scott Brown. Scott Brown, politician. You know him? Minnesota. No, that's Scott Walker. Oh, wow. Republican politician who was in the United States Senate for Massachusetts from 2010 to 2013. During the 2009 campaign for Senate, he was famously uh, revered as a political career as a model in the 1980s and even posed news in Cosmopolitan Magazine, which uh, I thought you would know about. Uh, but he, he, he ran for uh, Senate here in New Hampshire last year. Uh, but he was born today. What year? 
No clue. 1947 is 1947, a guess. 1947, Mr. Jonathan. 1960. 1960. 1961. 1961, you guys are over. Barry takes the point. You knew it, Barry. 1959, though, he was way off, but oh. he does take the point. 1959. Two over. And this goes over to Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan, today is the birth date of, of Paul Walker. Paul Walker. The Fast and the Furious, right? Correct. Movie actor who won a 2001 Hollywood Breakthrough Award for a new male style maker for his performance as Brian O'Connor in The Fast and the Furious. He reprised his role in... Five Fast and Furious sequels. Pretty much Tra- the only thing he's known for. He tragically died in a car crash in November Double 2013 tragic. in Santa Clara, California. But his birthday is today. Paul Walker, the great Paul, late great Paul Walker, born today. What year? 1976. 1976, he says. Does it mean uh, 1972? 1972? 73. 73 for two points, Barry. Wow. And the win. Four to one to one. He is unstoppable. He like is the Patriots. Barry Stein. Just wow. like the Patriots. Did you say and You guys all accused me of cheating 72. as well, so it fits. There we go. This classic thing, classic history, was brought to you by Classic Cigars. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And a quick reminder, if it's your birthday, come into any Two Guys Smoke Shop location. That's Salem, Seabrook, and Nashville, New Hampshire, on your birthday, and they will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar just for you. What did you ask before I cut you off? I said, did you say 73 because I said 72? No, I had it written down before you. I I do this crazy math, and then I deduct, and then that's what I come up with. Whatever it is, it's working for you, Barry Stein, the reigning champion. I looked a little nervous for you, but you you pulled it off once again. Well, at least I tied with Mr. J this time. Yeah, you did. Speaking yeah. of Mr. J, I got a couple more questions for you, All Victor. Right. You're still Shoot. in the hot seat. Does right. giving a number rating to a cigar strengthen our industry or weaken it? Oh wow, um, I, I think it's fun. Uh, I really don't have a serious answer for that. I think it's fun to assign a number to it. I think if it's done uh, respectfully and with integrity, I think uh, I'm, I'm for it. And what do you consider a good rating? Uh, I think a good rating is uh, an 88 or higher. Everything is an 88 or higher. Is what I say. So if you got an 89, you would put that on your box and say such and such magazine. I, I would say it's a good rating. I wouldn't say it's an excellent rating. I'd say it's a good rating. That's what you said, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, so what, what's enough to make you tout it? You know, tell people or show it off. Or when, if you're in a store and somebody comes over, you say, hey, this cigar received a rating of. All right. So that's, a, that's really uh, that, that's a question that's tough to answer because. As a cigar smoker, um, I would probably smoke anything from I would I'd say I would try anything that's an eighty five or higher. But now we're talking marketing. If, if it got an eighty four, would you not buy it? Um, I don't know. That's a ah, yeah. maybe. Maybe okay. if the, maybe if the band was really nice and uh, you know the company was really trying hard and I think they got a raw deal or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I I think I'd buy it. Okay, go ahead. Um, but now, now you're, from a marketing perspective, um, would I put an 85 on a on a box of cigars? No, probably not. I think that uh, uh, the consumer public is 
kind of uh, uh, led to believe that anything that has a 91 or higher is uh, worth purchasing and Chef anything that's, his hand. that's below a 91 is kind of not worth purchasing. So I would say uh, it, would be a different, it would be a difficult marketing decision to put anything on a box that's below a 90 for me. All right. Well, just, that was my question is what would the number be for you to put it on I think a box? It would be a ni- I think 90 is the number for me. I believe you're 100% right yeah. that that's what you end up seeing. I looked at an old bat box, and we got an old, uh, used to be a rep for Cusano Cigars behind us here. And uh, it was an old box from when he first came out. And he didn't put a sticker on it. He actually printed on the boxes, received an 87 in Cigar Aficionado. Proud of it in those days. Wow. In 87. Yeah, the ratings were different back then. Yeah. The, the swing was a little bit different than it is now. Yeah, and now I believe, I don't think I've ever seen anybody put an 89, a sticker, a box, anything mentioned. Certainly not. not. even put something on Facebook or anything. I received an 89. Not in the last five years. Yeah. You know, that might be up your alley. Like, you're always thinking of these, like, crazy marketing ideas. Yeah. How about, like, a cigar that's so terrible it gets, like, a 51, you have to buy it to try it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Now, you've got to smoke this. It's so bad. The I'm lowest people- rating ever. We're People prou- buy it. We're proud to say, and we think it's wrong or something. Or something, yeah. I now, think, you, I think now, you're on The world's on. worst it. cigar. And now, right? aren't you dying to try you gotta it? Try you the have to try, you gotta try it, right? right? There's got to be a day designated for that, like the world's worst cigar day. Right. And, you know, here it is. Today's the day. I like it. All right. We said it out loud, and it's going to be hard to pull it off. Oh, we're going to get ripped. We're getting ripped off right now. Where's the trademark thing? Someone's <laughs> yeah. trademark <laughs> off, off, yeah, 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 right here. T-E-S. All right. This question's actually for everybody, but, Victor, you're our guest, so you're going to go first. If you could push a button, just a magic button, and make something in the cigar industry disappear forever, what would it be? You know, I th- when you say that, I think of, like, the old Zenith television. You know, when you turn it off, the... What, yeah. what, what do you call that? Maybe, Chuck, you know what that is. Yeah, the, the, the tubular the tube, whatever uh, reflection. Goes down. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, my answer is obviously the, uh, the FDA crap that's going on because, uh, you know, uh, I have this pet peeve about warning labels, and I think warning labels on premium cigars are absolutely ridiculous Yes. because there is no scientific proof that cigars are linked to a deadly disease, nor – the opposite. Yeah. Nor the ones that actually put it on there, they don't agree with putting it on. I don't know why they do it. Right. Nor is nicotine. Nicotine is not linked to causing any deadly diseases. Yeah. So therefore, what's the problem? Right. We so I think we're all in agreement. The FDA, if you could push a button, the FDA goes bye-byes. But the other question is there's a button right next to that magic button, and you could bring something back. And this is the one I'm interested in. What would you bring back into the cigar industry? Uh, you know what? Hold that thought. Hold that thought, and we're going to uh, hang on to that spot. When we come back, we're going to get that answer. We're going to light up one of Victor Vitale's cigars as we continue, and we're going to go through Cigar Journal magazine. We're going to talk about that. Lots more in the mailbag. Old Fart Freddy. Some crazy stuff in the asylum. Barry's got good news and bad news in the cigar industry and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Davidoff Escurio, keep the lid end out of your mouth. Escurio, I'm still going with it. Go with whatever you want. Just keep the lid end out of your mouth. There we go. We'll be right back. Old cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. 
Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Mancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. Dan Faith. The authority on everything cigar. Shake it back. In. Get used to hearing it. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. Well then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! Can we get some meatloaf? It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake and bake, gal. Woo! Shake and bake! And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. Today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, we're going to go through the Cigar Journal with Victor Vitale, light up one of his cigars, Old Fart Freddy, Cigar News, Good and Bad, Gentleman Chuck Morrison is here. Welcome back, everybody, to the second hour of the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location, and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube, where you can set it and forget it on both. And with wrapping up our Davidoff Escurio, any last comments about this $16 Davidoff Robusto? 
It uh, it definitely kicked into high gear on the second half of it. It got up into medium to medium plus, yeah, not medium overpowering, plus. Yeah. but well balanced, uh, ever changing. I got the cinnamon you talked about earlier. I don't want to take that away. It went away. It went into the, um, what did we say? The brownie. The, uh, brownie, the crust of the brownie, yeah. stretchy thing. I have and a little it, licorice right now on the tail end of the cigar. Yeah. It's a changing, <coughs> changing cigar. Very, very interesting. It's awesome. Very well, different than anything Davidoff has on the market currently, in my so opinion. So, just quickly, it's a $16 cigar, and I know a lot of people look at it. She's $16 cigar, a lot of money to spend on a cigar. I'm going to make that argument against that that I particularly don't have a problem with a cigar at $20 because it's a Robusto, and we got a full hour out of this thing. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do for, for one hour that's going to give you as much of enjoyment in one hour with 20 bucks? you are going to go to the movies and get a popcorn and a drink? Yeah, and you $32 gotta, right, at that point. 20 bucks, $16 in this case. It's really, you know, you gotta look, you gotta look at that yeah. as it. You're gonna go out to dinner, you know, and have a nice hour out to dinner or something. Hundred dollars. Yeah, it's not gonna be sixteen dollars. Sixteen dollars. You know what else? Can I can I yeah. add to that? For sixteen dollars, you can chase away someone really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and just for that alone, it's worth it. There it's a go. repellent. <laughs> it keeps the bugs away and certain people you don't want around you. Also. Hey, listen, the, the best trick that I ever used is, is saying to my, telling my wife what I spend on a cigar and saying I'm going on, on the deck and I just don't want to ruin my $16 Davidoff. So I don't want to take any phone calls. I don't want anyone asking me where the pots and pans are. I just want to be left alone <laughs> for an hour. And it works because your wife doesn't want to waste the money either. So... Yeah, so you don't want to be interrupted smoking a $16 cigar. You don't want to be interrupted when you pay for a ticket to go to movies. But what's it cost you to go to a, a Pats game? Oh, ridiculous. You know? Ridiculous. You it's worth the, it. Is it worth it? What's it cost you to go to a Pats well, game in, in, the, in a bar in, that's free, oh, but the money amount the money of money you spend? The Pats game is worth it. When you think that the worst seat in the stadium, I think, retails for 110 face value, then you add in $50 for parking, then you add in concessions, but, then you add in souvenirs, uh, my, and you it, times that by four. It costs you $50 to park your car for a couple of hours. Exactly. How about parking your butt down for a couple of hours and enjoying a couple of great cigars? Amen. Wouldn't you put, spend that on yourself? All day. You know, so I, I have a problem I with say, I say go to the Pats game and bring cigars yes. and pay for both. And is this coming from an Eagles fan? You're from Philly, right? No, I'm a Pats fan. <laughs> All right. Well, you're out from Philadelphia. Everybody I, likes a winner. Yeah. Everybody yeah. likes and hates a winner. Nobody feels nothing about the Patriots. By the way, hate them or love them. Jonathan, <laughs> as much as I like to bust your chops on the radio, I just want to let you know that the chat room said that the last segment was the best that you've looked in a while. Best wow. Looked, was sounded, looked. Huh. Was someone it, giving They me... just thought it was a, a really good segment. It may be because my, the light's so coming I in from I wanted this to give way. you a compliment. And my I can't shadow tell if that's casting. a real compliment <laughs> or if it's some sort of backhanded nonsense. Yeah, where is this going? He's, I don't like he's it. He's all giggly <laughs> over there. He's concerned. Somebody's saying something good about him. There's got to be some yeah. butt. There's an agenda. Yeah. yeah, there's a butt coming in here right now. All right, we're going to light up the second cigar. This is a Tortuga 215. Barry, t- not Barry. How about Victor Vitale? You tell us about the cigar we're smoking. This is the Alma, and uh, this one has been aged. I, I think this one is actually from 2012. Really? i got to be honest with you. Wow, because of the red footband? This, is, this is an oldie. Uh, I can just tell by, uh, by the shade of wrapper. Really? I can tell. All right. You know, because, again, going back to the way I answered the question earlier. Very, very good. Shades 
of wrapper vary between production runs? More sunlight, less sunlight, more I mean, water, less water. I mean, I'm not Davidoff. Yeah. I don't have 20 years worth yeah. of tobacco stockpiled. So, you know, I got I to gotta trust the reliability of my growers. Yeah. You've seen every single one of these cigars, so you know these babies, right? Yeah. You know them well. All right, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, it was Perdomo that cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Even the audience Someone, cut out. Yes. Someone yes. coming around. I like nice. it. You guys know how this works, huh? The cold yeah. drawer, sunflower I told you, Nick, this would catch on. Every time Nick. I cut my cigar, no, regular, I'm sitting in the office by myself, I say, it's time to cut our cigar. And, and they're an unstoppable <laughs> machine, Nick Perdomo. Yes, they are. Wow. There's a, um, what a company. There's a floral component to those sunflower seeds. It's a little bit of a... Unsalted. I'll give you that. Unsalted. Unsalted. 100%. So the tobacconists that are out there, uh, cigar store owners and stuff, uh, speaking of Nick Perdomo and your connection with them, um, the Tobacconist Magazine, and we're going to get the Cigar Journal in a minute, but Tobacconist Magazine came out. This is a publication that just goes to the cigar stores, industry stuff. There's a picture of Nick Perdomo, Nick Perdomo Jr., and Victor Vitale in the middle. And is the really? picture inside uh, I don't know. I don't know how I got in the middle because I'm the poorest guy in the photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but somehow I managed to get to the middle of that one. So is there any truth to this thing that Nick Perdomo is acquiring Tortuga Cigars? Or when you, can you stop that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, Anytime you see a couple people together, you say, what's uh, going on? Yeah, I'm here? sure Nick's on his balcony right now dialing in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to put Taking an end to that rumor. Taking over distribution and putting you on the ground. You've been friends with Nick for years. A long yeah. time. Yes. Very long. Great man. All and, right. f- and family. So we've got the Vertigo Bomber. This is how we are choosing to light up our Tortuga 215 Alma. It's a twenty nine ninety nine beauty with a full metal jacket, a flip-out bullet punch that does go past vertical for you folks that like those big ring gauge cigars and still like to punch them. Uh, Big-ass tank. Triple twenty nine ninety nine. $10 per jet, and you have a uh, quality product that looks like, uh, I'd say, somebody else's company, 60 bucks. Oh, yeah. 29 here, half the price. How do they do it, you wonder? They own the factory. That's how they do it. Volume. They and do it. Volume. Initial flavor, A&W root beer. If I taste root beer when I suck on this <laughs> cigar, Barry, I am going to punch you off the air. <laughs> A&W Rupee. I don't get it at all. I did yeah. take a drawer of it. But maybe, maybe a little Stewart's. What are you saying? He nailed it? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually getting Pitzels. <laughs> Pitzels. Pitzels, yeah. The little, uh, cre- little cookie, Italian little cookie. cookie. Ah, okay, okay. Little, yeah. little um, yeah. powdered sugar on and it. And those, those yeah. two flavors, sure. those two flavors are not dissimilar. Uh, maybe it was Pitzel Day at the factory and maybe like kind of some crumbs fell in, maybe. <laughs> so, so what's the size name called? Alma. Why? It's the soul of the box-pressed series. And Alma is soul. Soul. That was my grandmother's name. In what language? Spanish. Really? So you're an Italian. I am. Why do we continue <laughs> to use the Spanish language? It's a tribute to the, the culture. Yeah. My, Tortuga is a tribute to the culture, and, the cigar and, culture. And we had, we had um, Omar de Frias on uh, last week. Yep. And yeah. he has Fratello, For which is Italian. Italian. Isn't it crazy? And he's not Italian at all. It's crazy. It's yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. So that's that. So uh, let's get back to the question we, All right, we so left the, hanging. The question was, you could push the magic button, 
and bring something back in the cigar industry, and this is for everybody on our panel here, what would it be, Victor? To bring something back? Bring something back. Oh, man. Oh, I would go with the cigar boom. That's what I'm going to go with. Bring the boom back. I would bring the boom back because there were so many things during the boom that made the boom. And one of them was this line of class that was in the business. It was like this line that you had to toe. I mean, everyone dressed, everyone dressed like Nick Perdomo. Yeah. I'm going to bring up Nick Perdomo again. Everyone was dressed to the nines all the time. It was a classier industry at that point when cigars became new to everybody, and now it's kind of a, a real laid-back type of thing. Not that there's anything well, wrong with yeah, Well, let me say it, because I know there's probably people out there right now going, ah, this guy doesn't like a polo shirt or something. I wear polo shirts every day. I'm not talking about, like, you know, if you dress in jeans and a, I got jeans on right now. I'm not talking about that that's like a classless thing to do. It was just... Like there was, do you remember all the cigar dinners yeah. and all the fun? And it was just like it was a night out, like going. It was just there were so many black tie events and th- stuff. It was and- just fun. It was like things that you wouldn't normally do. You got to do. I got to eat all these different types of foods that I never would. I didn't. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, yeah. They, they would uh, really pair the stuff up with top booze, top foods. Yeah. Um, you know, did be. Uh, I remember eating like the oddest type of foods. You know, they'd have uh, everything from. From, from venison to yeah. caviar, yeah. you know, was, was yeah. paired with a cigar. And, you know, those, tor- th- those things aren't really done right now. Right now it's, uh, you know, a- again, not that this is an issue, but it's like prime rib and cigars. No, and, you they, know, it, they'll yeah. have pizza at the cigar store, and, and that's it, you know. Oh, we ordered a couple pizzas. Yeah, and that's okay, a, too. Yeah. But it's just that, like, no one's really doing that high-end experience anymore, and I and really miss that. One of the best cigar dinners I ever went to had caribou. Wow. That was killed like a week before the cigar event. And it was killed by the person throwing the event. Mm. And he went up to Canada and hunted caribou. When was that? Uh, was it during the boom? We're probably talking 99 or 2000. Right at the end of the boom. And so I, for me, I want them to bring back smoking and bars. I want to be able to light up yes. by drinking a scotch. Yeah. Well, you're seeing a lot of cigar bars, you know, cigar stores one. that are turning. Do you even c- drink scotch? I thought you were a rum guy. I've switched to rum over the last few years, but there's nothing better than, say, uh, Old Barn and a nice cigar. Yeah. What about you, Charles? I I was going to go the same lines, smoking uh, inside restaurants, like having a smoking section. But smoking at the Pats game. Wouldn't that be be cool? David? Outdoors, right? Yeah. But I remember, like, going to, like, to high-end steakhouses, you know, like a Morton's, for example. They'd have the wine coolers. They'd have... Oh, you smell cigar smoke. It was awesome. There were some Mortons that had walk-in humidors in them. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I miss that. Yeah. I I miss the education of the cigar boom, that uh, people wanted to be educated and know more about cigars and things. And I think people are getting into the, I don't want to hear about it. There's a new guy here showing a new thing. I'm not interested. I'm going for what I'm doing. And you are missing Mm. everything of this. You know, you need to try the new thing. Uh, whether you like it or not, I, I, you know, I don't say you have to spend $20 on a new thing or something, but there's a new $8 cigar. Why aren't you going crazy over this, this new thing that's out there? I'm still that guy. You know, the, the, the package comes in, and we're opening up the package, and I want to try this thing. You know, it's, it's, you know, brand, brand new. I can't even wait to put it on the shelves. I've got to take a cigar out of, the, out of the open box, open a box, and try it right then and there. I'm still excited about mm. it, and I want to know about it. Um, I'm still doing it. We still do education in our own stores. We still do education 
on the show. I mean, I'm, I'm big on to uh, learning more about it, and, and I think um, the consumer is not, unfortunately, and I think that's what they're missing, and I, I wish other retailers would do it, bring more education back into it. There's so much to it, the stories and the information yeah. that's out there. Uh, wine people do it. Um, the liquor people in the spirits business do it, and the cigar people don't. You know, um, and, and, and maybe they're going to say wrap a fill a binder and stuff like that. But what does that mean to anybody? They don't even know what sure. that means anyway. I would bring back the focus of your event to be on the cigar itself. Mm. Right now, there's, we're inundated with social media. We're inundated with all these other stimulus that come in. So one of my favorite things that I do is on the last Friday of the month, I go to, I tell you guys all the time, I'm going to Shed, shed night. night. And we must spend we a solid hour talking about the cigars that we're smoking and sharing cigars and swapping cigars. And that event has an hour or so set aside where we know we're going to focus on the cigar. And I would love to bring that back because when I started cigar smoking, that is what it was all about. So a little bit to your point, David, of the education side of things. Okay. So you want to talk about cigar education. You want to learn about cigars. I'm going to tell you Cigar Journal Magazine. That's the one. I know there's a lot of magazines out there, and I'm listen, I appreciate all of it because it brings attention to cigars, no matter which magazine that's out there. But by far, and I'm going to stand behind it, is Cigar Journal. There's nothing even close. It's a bilingual magazine, and I know a lot of people are going to look at it and it, beginning, you know, seeing German writing on it and stuff, and, you know, I don't even know what this is. On the other side of that page is the same exact thing in English. So you're able to read the magazine through. This is a worldly publication, so you're going to see information on Cuban cigars. You're going to see information on cigars that are in Europe that aren't Cuban cigars but aren't available in the United States. Maybe you're going to be interested in them. Maybe it's an old brand that's, that's doing well in Europe and not uh, even available in the United States anymore. Uh, and then you're going to get into stuff that's going to cross over in all aspects of it. Awesome magazine, a lot going on in this issue. This is the autumn 2015 edition. Uh, you know what? Get yourself an $8 cigar and get yourself an $8 issue of Cigar Journal. There's a good $16 yeah. for you to spend and spend an hour smoking a cigar and reading the magazine. On the cover, we have Maya Silva, who you said is? She reminds, she looks like Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. The lady from, uh, from the, mo- the mom on Step Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was next to us at the trade show booth. and um, Very nice lady. She, she was dancing with the band. Happy lady. Former engineer. Yeah. Yeah, making cigars out of Honduras. It appears to be a new brand, uh, her brand, uh, which is not. It is big in Europe, and this is her introducing it for the first time, really, in the United States. Launched in 1995. Right, and and all these years, now finally coming to the United States, 20 years later. What I found interesting about the interview is she launched her cigar in 1995 in France. She's Franco-Honduran. There's a cigar boom going on in the U.S., she launched her cigar in France. Yeah. Very interesting. Maybe a mistake. That's why a lot of people don't know what the brand is or anything about it. But uh, she's the cover girl on the issue. And I know we got some with beautiful girls on it. And nobody doesn't like a, a beautiful girl. But this is a woman who is in the cigar industry. This is all about the cigar industry itself. Uh, cigar Trophy Awards, they mention in here, uh, April in uh, May, readers, and we to- told you about this, had a chance to pick the contenders of it. The award is next week, September 18th. They're actually going to pick 
the winners at the Inter Dor- Tobacco. Yeah, at the Dortmund show in right. uh, Inter Tobacco. Who our friend Skip Martin is leaving today for Germany <laughs> to go to the event. Is he uh, sold in Europe? And- He's looking to get into the All market. Right, so this, this will be it. his first trade show in Dortmund. I am not going again this year. I've never gone. Have you ever gone, Victor? I've never gone. No. I hear that it is dramatically larger now. They said you want to see something, you've got to go look at it uh, because I'm on the board of directors of IPCPR. It's really something I should see what they're doing to see, you know, yeah. maybe we're missing something that's going on. It's but, huge. Yeah. It's yeah my cigar will be there, but I won't Oh, really? Be there. Okay. You have distribution in Europe. I do. Oh, okay. Awesome. Good. Good, good, good. There's an in-depth review of everything that we saw at the trade show and some things that we didn't see. Right. The only thing they missed was the whiff-out ashtray sand. I looked, yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked through the whole thing, and I didn't see that. That was the only one that I was looking to see if they reviewed yeah. it or talked about it. Yeah. It but they had everything in there. Uh, yeah, lots of profile on the new cigars and new accessories. Uh, missing some, but some that I, never, that I didn't even see that were there. So very in-depth that they put there. Uh, pairing Cuban Cohibas with Havana Club rum. Uh, I made that pair actually myself and tried it, but they get, there's a Havana Club uh, Union cigar, uh, Union rum that is made only to pair with Cohiba, which is the opposite of what's happening in this country. We are pairing cigars with existing uh, alcohol. Yeah. Havana decided to make a rum to actually c- pair with a Cuban Cohiba. So here you see that... Uh, other industries are starting now to compare or yeah. pair things. They're making things to pair. You know with who could it. do that? Phil yes. Zangi. Absolutely. Yes, he could. Yep. Yeah. Phil Zangi could do it. Uh, Eric Hansen, Hammer and Sickle, sure. Vodka could yep. do it. Second best page in the whole, the whole magazine. Second best page, page 43. Mm-hmm. Our own David Garofalo gets listed as a cigar taster. No picture, though, this time. Yeah, no where's picture. your photo? Yeah. No photo no, this time. Why? It was in a couple months ago or something. But it, what? I'll have to write a letter, write a letter to the editor. Yeah, listen. We're going to have to talk to your I, agent. I, gotta, yeah. I, I gotta want ma- the photo in I every a, issue. I got a mirror. We're, I'm best for radio. <laughs> I, I realize that. Best oh. page in the magazine, page 125, and that's all I'm going to say. There we go. So page 125. Check it out. I agree. I agree 100% our, on that. Our new advertisement. Wow, look at that. Yeah. You guys are big time. There we go. Well, you are the authority. We are. We and I said it. I'm, I learn something every show. And there we go. That's the idea of it. So I, I love their, their blind taste test, not because I'm one of them, but because it really is a blind taste test. I know for a fact, because yeah. I've been doing it issue after issue after issue. I'm in the middle of next month's right now, uh, the tail end of it, guys. If you're waiting for my thing, i got about five left to go. But... Um, they do, a, a, they do theirs uh, ratings by 100 to 90, 96 to 100 is in a class by itself. I've never actually rated a cigar in 96 to 100 myself for Cigar Journal yet. Um, 91 to 95, excellent. I'm tough. I don't pass them out very easily. Uh, and I have a couple coming in the next issue so far that I've, that I've gone through that are in there somewhere. I think we asked you last week, what's your lowest rating that you've given? Uh, 70s. Yeah. I'm down to 70s, and none of mine appeared there. I'm, I'm imagining we have multiple people that are doing it, uh, but... And then maybe they average it, the... Yeah. It's, it's pretty accurate that if I have rated something low, it ends up being pretty low. Yeah. 
Um, and if I rate something high, it's pretty high. So maybe there's a few of us that divide by that. I don't know the answer to it. Mm. Um, excellent is 91 to 95. And I would say, Victor, on your statement that you made earlier, that you said if you got something to uh, 91 or, or above, it would be considered excellent and something you would put on your box of cigars because you would feel you got an excellent rating. I would. It's excellent. Especially now that I know that, you know, you're, you're spot on with uh – with Cigar Journal, if I ever got a 91 or higher, I would there we go. post it proudly. 88 to 90, very good. Would you consider that very good if you got an 88 to 90? I think it's good. Yeah, it's that's good. what I said. Uh, good is 85 to 87. Eh, if I got an 85 or you, the manufacturer that's listening, you got an 85, you probably wouldn't be too happy. You would, wouldn't consider that a In good In this rating. issue, the lowest score given was an 85. Yeah. And they consider that good. Uh, 83 to 84 is mediocre. That's as far as it goes. Um, so, um, you know what? My, um, my cigar that went in the 70s got an 84. So uh, they put mm. it as one of the lowest, their lowest. So their ratings basically go from 83 to 100. It's not a 100-point scale. It's an 83 right. to 100, right? So if you get an 85, do you try harder or do you get upset with the rating? You should definitely make note that some people blindly, with no other thing other than smoking a cigar, I have no idea who makes it or anything. I'm sitting there paying attention yeah. and really smoking it, and I'm telling you it's not good for these reasons. Yeah. Um, and that's without any price information? Nothing. No information at all. As for far prices. as you're concerned, that they're all $30 cigars, and that's what you're rating. So the highest rated cigar in this issue was the cigar we just smoked. Yes, it was. It was the Davidoff Escurio Robusto got the highest rating of Cigar Journal magazine at a 93. 93. Excellent. Um, you got Padron Family Reserve that scored a 92. But let's look at what they said about it uh, because we just smoked it and we talked about the, the flavors. Um, there's a different. An explosion of taste from the first draw. Sweet and spicy. We got that. In addition to espresso, fruity notes, and roasted aroma. Medium to full body. We got well. I got the fruity notes. That was the the tea, orange pokey tea. I got espresso. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, we were, were. You know, you have to. Uh, I mean, when I read that, I mean, I don't know how other folks read it, but I, I try to, I try to look at the characteristics of what the word means. So for me, I'm an espresso drinker. When I drink an espresso, I like that acidity that espresso has. Mm. And I like that overall mouthfeel that when you drink just a regular cup of coffee, it's just kind of like drinking hot flavored water, right? But when you drink an espresso, it really coats your mouth. Yeah. So that's D -D -D. When, I, when I see a word like espresso, that's what, I, that's what I look at. That's what I try to look for. Okay. So other highlights included Don Pepin's Black Robusto at a 92, the Padron 50th Maduro at a 92, and the Davidoff Winston Churchill Churchill size at a 91. On the lowest scale, uh, Lachia White Robusto gets the 85. Luge Bellicoso Maduro gets an 86. And uh, three-way tie for an 87. The Nicaristica, the uh, Buena Vista, and the Bach at an 87. Hmm. Uh, right now, uh, let's uh, go to um, this week's question and answer, Barry. Well, it's time for the question of the week brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked, what are you smoking, the answer should be Duran. Duran Cigars combines the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with a super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the difference, Duran Cigars. 
Last week, we asked, who do you trust more when it comes to reviews, bloggers or magazines? The results are in with 953 votes cast, and almost 81% of you say bloggers. Almost 1,000 people voted. That's awesome. Thank you guys for doing that. And uh, this week, we ask, what criteria is most important for you in a good cigar? Flavor, draw, combustion, appearance, price, or strength? Flavor. So let us know what you think is the most important uh, criteria. And the question of the week was brought to you by Duran Cigars. And as always, you can vote on the CigarAuthority.com just beneath the Duran advertisement. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran Cigars. Experience the difference. All right. You're on the site right now. Go on there. Click the button on the right-hand side and uh, let you know. And let's see if we can break 1,000 people uh, voting in this week. Amanda Sante, Oro Vivo. What's the story with that, Barry? Wasn't an IPCPR this year. What's up? You mean Victor. You Victor. mean Victor. Yeah, I was like totally no, I lost. Barry knew something I didn't know. I was like, okay, wait a minute. I'm nervous here. No, Amanda so, Sante, <laughs> Ora Vivo is, is the cigar um, that you are partners with on Amanda Sante. Yeah. And um, I noticed it wasn't at the show. Yeah. What's going on? So uh, the last release from Ora Vivo was the Ora Vivo World. It sold out. And Armand had a ridiculously busy schedule this year. So, uh, so just to give you an idea, he's been traveling from uh, Canada to South Korea, back to the States, sure. uh, all over Europe. He is doing six films right now. Wow. Ooh. So in conjunction wow. with his busy travel schedule and being sold out of Oravivo, we're focusing more on the 2016 release of Oravivo opposed to going to New Orleans this year, which... All right, it's good. Good yeah. that he that, listen. He loves cigars. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting him and and talking to him for an entire day, and lots of cigar questions. He's really into it. He's into it. Um, we're, yeah. we're restructuring. We're reblending for the 2016. I shouldn't say we're reblending. We're creating new because okay. it's a limited production, limited edition style brand, right? Yep. So wherever he is in the world, I send him packages constantly. All right. Okay, so that's, that's good. I'm glad. Um, right now, it's time to go into the aging room with Old Fat Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. This is Old Fart Freddy from the aging room here to talk to you about getting old. In my day, mothers would tell their kids to wear clean underwear in case they got into an accident. Nowadays, I always bring an extra pair with me in case I have that accident. In my day, one of our favorite games was called the all-nighter. The guy who fell asleep first woke up with permanent marker on his face and shaving cream in his hand. Nowadays, an all-nighter is a one-on-one game between me and my bladder. In my day, you could push as hard as you wanted, and the farts only got louder and funnier. Nowadays, it depends. We were accident-free, fart-trusting men who never cared where the bathroom was. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged... Some are not. Never, under any circumstances, take a sleeping pill and a laxative on the same night. (laughs) 
oh so true. See the things you did, you learn here. It depends. It was, depends. Was Come on, that yeah, was punny. Yeah, yeah, that was that was punny. It was punny. Thoughts on Tortuga so All right. far. I hate to admit it, but Barrons, your friggin' A and W root beer. <laughs> It's all I can think about. It's all I can taste. There's that sweetness to it. There's that little tang you get from the root beer. A and W root beer. You've never heard that, Victor. No, but I like it. You like it? Oh, there we go. (laughs) Sorry. Missed the memo. I like it. Okay. Interesting. It's still going the same for me. It's it's definitely working. It's a good cigar. Yes, it is. All right. Nice root beer. We'll go to break, and when we come back, good news and bad news in the cigar industry. We got it all. Mr. Jonathan says he's got some really good recluse tweets of the week. And gentleman Chuck Morrison will get debonair. That and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesi and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, What does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Flor de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Flor de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan. A young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. 
MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www www.cigarjournal.co That's cigarjournal.co I'll sign up today. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. We got cigar news, bad cigar news from Bad News Barry. Also, new trademarks, new cigars uh, hitting the shelves. Tweets of the week, and of course, gentleman Chuck Morrison is in the house. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Bad news, Barry. What's going on? Well, in 2013, Casper, Wyoming, put forth a regulation that exempted bars from a smoking ban as long as it was in a separate ventilated room. This week saw that exemption repealed due to a petition. The city council will now decide to make this permanent or send it back to a city vote. The city of Glenwood Springs, Colorado, which is located halfway between Utah and Denver, is considering an ordinance that would restrict outdoor smoking. The measure, which is being considered by the city council, would prevent people from lighting up in the downtown area. Current proposals will allow for late-night smoking or perhaps setting up a designated area. Costa Mesa, California, is looking to regulate smoking lounges under a new proposal that all lounges must close by 11 p.m., and new lounges would be required to open in a shopping center, commercial, or industrial zone. Food and beverage would be prohibited, as would outdoor seating area. In addition, indoor seating would be restricted to a maximum of 100 square feet. 
Messina, New York, which is located in the northwest of the state, is at the Canadian border, is looking to ban smoking in parks and all city-owned property. And then lastly, today, we found out that Massachusetts is looking to change the way cigars are distributed in the state at events. No longer will you be able to get uh, buy three, get one free. Promotional samples will not be allowed to be given out. And most importantly, cigars will not be accessible to customers. That it has to be kept in a secure area for clerks to hand the cigars to consumers. No longer could a cigar consumer looking to buy cigars be able to see the cigars that they're willing to, looking to buy nor touch them or get. For what reason is uh, all these crazy but things according being to done? According to a document from the Attorney General, these uh, rules will go into effect September 25th. So you will no longer be able to open up a sliding cabinet. You will no be longer to be able to walk into a humidor and go, I like this Tortuga. I like this Davidoff. It will have to be picked by the clerk. So they're going to look at a piece of paper. Here's your menu. What would you like? Period. That's it. In a retail establishment. Yes. Ridiculous. And this is a fact. This is happening. This is according to a letter that we, uh, we got our hands on this morning from the Attorney General. Um, there are some discrepancies that the rule was originally discussed in 2000, and it was voted down. But this letter from the Attorney General supposedly came out yesterday. There's a copy of the letter on the CigarAuthority.com, as well as the Cigar Authority Facebook page. And on this letter from the Attorney General, it says the rules will go into effect September 25th. Of this year? Of this year. That's two weeks. Yeah. First I'm hearing of it. It's right down the street. Yep. Nobody knew it. Nobody was able to fight it. Nobody's able what's to do with, anything. What's with not being able to have food in a cigar bar, too? Has anyone ever got sick from smoking cigars while they were eating? Ever? Listen, when, you, when you're drinking, they should say they encourage people to have something to eat or something. Yeah, absolutely. It's the craziest stuff that goes on anyway. It's bad Smoke news and eat and, all the time. Yeah. Look at me. Picture of health. Well, we will find out if this turned out to be an elaborate hoax. Uh, as we stated, we got this information an hour before we went on air. Um, the document looks legitimate enough that we decided to run with it. Okay. By we, wow. Barry, of course, means Me. himself. Yes. Here we go. And uh, do you have any new trademarks coming, coming our way? Yep, I have some new releases this week. And uh, this week, Testarossa, which was mentioned by Stephen Adib on last week's episode, um, has arrived. Indian Motorcycles from our friend Philip Zengi is available at retails now in a Habano and Medora wrapper. And lastly, the new Tatuaje 2015 TAA cigar, which is available in one size, has landed in TAA shops. And I know there's just two boxes left on twoguyscigars.com, which is a TAA shop. And the new trademarks were submitted under tobacco products. And you have Totus Las Dios, which was registered by Steve Saka's Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Yeah. And Quality Importers has filed for REO, and there's no word if that will come with a speed wagon. That happened. <laughs> yeah. That, that happened, uh, that Toto de las Dias, that happened really quick. I was, I was there while that thing was happening. So uh, there we go. While you're enjoying life for its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman, I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and 
you need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with Class. suspension of reality. Time spent smoking at Debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Shall we suspend it? Suspended it. himself. He stopped. He paused. It was on purpose. Thanks stopped for that breathing late breaking too. news flash. Yeah. <laughs> Today, gentlemen, the top ten unwritten rules of the bro code. The essential conduct and behavior of the bro code for all gentlemen. Leading off here at number one, you're going to like this, Mr. Jonathan. All groceries from your vehicle <laughs> to your house must go in one trip. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how many bags or groceries there are. Which leads to rule number two. Everything is a competition. Yes, it is. Everything. Huh? That's you all over the place, bro. <laughs> number three, there are specific rules to the head nod. The head nod when greeting other gentlemen. If you know them, you nod up. If you don't know them, you nod down. Ah. Fact. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Number four. (laughs) Everybody just did that. (laughs) Everybody listening just did it. You're driving in your car, you just nodded down and then up. Yeah. Shotgun, speaking of driving in your car, shotgun is a responsibility. It's not a privilege. If you're sitting in the front seat, you are not a passenger, you are the co-pilot. You are responsible for music selection only when requested, navigation and directions, as well as responding to calls and texts on the driver's phone when prompted to do so. Don't touch my phone. (laughs) When prompted to do so. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Number five, if you're in a conversation where girls are talking about one of your friends and you know for a fact that he likes one of them, you should always drop good bombs. That is to say, subtly mention good things about your friend in a non-bromance type of way. You don't <laughs> throw them under the bus. Correct. There we go. And while we're on the subject of conserving with the opposite sex, if a guy is engaged in a conversation with a woman, you do not interrupt or try to piggyback. Be a gentleman and find your own girl. This is all true. Number seven, if they helped you move, we're speaking of friends now, if they've helped you move, you are compelled by law to reciprocate. Yes. That's why I never ask anyone to help me move ever. And on the same uh, long lines here, number eight, alcohol and premium cigars, such as Debonair, are a form of currency. Yes, they are. Alcohol and cigars are a form of currency. Again, fact, not opinion. Right. Number nine, no grudges. Ever. You talk or work out your differences. You are a gentleman. Don't go to bed angry. That's right. And last but not least, at number 10, of the top 10 unwritten rules of the gentleman bro code... Never use the urinal directly next to another man unless absolutely necessary. And for the love of all that is holy, you do not speak to him. (laughs) That is the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? Well done, Charles. Well done. There we go. I I will add to that that if, God forbid, something happens to your bro friend, such as a terrible accident mm. and he dies or something ends up happening. You are to clear del- his browser, clear his browser, delete everything you possibly can and find that box underneath the stairway, destroy it while never looking inside. Just destroy it. Yep. And the cell phone also. Yes, absolutely. Just destroy it all. Get rid of it. 
and that's what you do for your friend yes. who has passed away. Yes. Just do it. There's no sense in dragging it through the mud and the family and everything. And just take care of it. Well Maybe everything is fine, but just do it. Just do it. Just in case. Um, coming up next week, Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle joins us with his new trademark, Maduro, followed the following week by, on September 26th, The Great Reveal. This is the 25th anniversary cigar of Two Guys Smoke Shop. We will give The Great Reveal, who made it, and the story behind it. It is added to the pack of the care package. You're going to have it in there. Do not light that cigar up until you hear the story behind it. You'll enjoy it even more once you've hear, heard the story. Following that, October 3rd, Nelson Alfonso joins us direct from Havana, Cuba, with his Byron cigars. We'll have him on live. October 10th, Nick Melillo from Wednesday and Foundation Cigar joins us live in studio. That's October 10th. October 7th, from Avro Synchro. He's the Avro brand manager, Scott Colasier. Did I say that right? I think you did. And uh, that's upcoming shows from the Cigar Authority. Right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right. That's Asylum. This week, the New Hampshire, I'm sorry, the New Hampshire Liquor Commission is responsible for all things alcohol and tobacco in this great state. This week, it recalled 500 bartending books because of complaints that made it all the way to the governor's desk. The so-called Bartender's Black Book Edition 10 contains the names and recipes for many of the popular drinks that a bartender may be asked to make. Apparently, slippery nipple and sex on the beach are as risque as the governor was willing to go. A line must be drawn in the sand since people don't have the ability to choose not to read things they don't want to see. So you may not be able to find a bartender who can make a panty dropper, stripper mom, or gangbanger. That's insane. Uh, and don't worry, Barry. Edition 10.1 will still have instructions on how to make a Cosmo. That's asylum. How about the U.S. Constitution? U.S. Constitution, nothing? Freedom of speech? Right. Write whatever you want? Throwing that away? Throwing it away. She's a nut. Hey, don't knock. Our governor is a nut. What is it? So don't knock a Cosmopolitan. It's pretty good. Yeah? The, you know, the shot Jonathan just took him. You know, there I we could, go. I could take it. Dave, Dave couldn't even hear it. Uh, something quickly I want to mention in uh, Cigar Journal magazine, also a good um, article to read. The Day in the Life of Martha and Raphael. Did you see that at yes, all? Yes, I did. Inside story, side by side of two people that work in the uh, Padron factory. Yep. And I've met them before when I went down there. They met each other in the factory working there in 1972. They she was 16 they, and he was 10. They got married. And they still work in the factory side by side. They've been there so long. They're the, they're the top ones. They're the wow. ones that open the factory. Very, very interesting. The day in the life of them and, and what they do. And the magazine's fantastic. Cigar Journal. Grab a copy. See what a real cigar magazine should be. Cigar Journal. 
So uh, best tweets of the week brought to you by Recluse Cigars. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today, and these are the best tweets I saw all week. I may not know the names of all the football players on the team, but I know a tight end when I see one. Sure you do. Give it to me now. I'm so freaking wet. I want it now. She can scream all she wants. It's my umbrella. Here we go. (laughs) Soap smells good, but tastes horrible. How do we know that poop doesn't taste like candy? I just got a new EpiPen. My friend gave it to me as he was dying. It seemed really important that I have it. And the best tweet I saw all week, my proctologist gave me two thumbs up, which I did not appreciate one bit. (laughs) Today's social media segment was brought to you by Recluse Cigars, rolled N2-bar, the old Cuban way, for an effortless and perfect draw every every time. time. You're trying. David. Trying. I just spoke to Glenn Loop and... uh... Right now, we reported with Massachusetts. Yeah. He's looking into if there was any public forum for this because it might not have been constitutional if there wasn't a public forum. That won't stop them. But also, there's an exemption within the law that excludes cigar shops as long as they prohibit those under the smoking age from entering. Okay, so... So you go in with city your daughter. City by city is different in the state of Massachusetts, by the way, also. Right. So, so in some states, some cities, it'll be 19... 18, 19, 20, 21. Exactly. Yeah. So you won't be able to go in with your kid. You have to leave your kid outside. Yeah, so and, and kid, then you get arrested. Yeah. yeah, you get arrested because you left your kid in the hot car and didn't roll the windows down. Yeah, right. or somebody abducted the child, yeah, and terrible. at least the kid didn't see the cigars. And the guy's going in to buy cigars, and he's going to light them up in the, in the car with the kid, but as long as the kid doesn't see the purchase being made. You can go into the liquor store with the kid, yep. no problem. Right. You go into the restaurant, buy booze, and drink it with your kid there, but... God forbid he sees you actually making sees the the product itself on the shelf. You can see it in the humidor at their house. It's crazy. Isn't that yeah. why there's a, a legal age to buy these types of products? Because yeah, you're responsible you can't buy adult. It. Yeah, you, it's ridiculous. The whole thing is nuts. It's getting worse and worse. Um, so Tortuga, what are we thinking about it? Any changes? Any? You, you, this is a, an age Tortuga, actually. Definitely is. This so, is definitely from 2012. Really? He knows. What has changed differently? From the newer Tortuga than this. Well, crop. No, but I mean as far as taste-wise. Taste-wise? Is this milder um, or fuller body? Does it have more spice, less spice? Not much has changed on taste, in my opinion. I so mean, the you same know, amount of root beer. I, I, yeah, I would say so, yeah. The same Eight, amount of root beer. Is it true that they were aged in root beer barrels? <laughs> I is cannot, any, I cannot confirm nor <laughs> disclose. Victor, is there a such thing as a root beer barrel? <laughs> We have a uh, <laughs> irrigation that goes right to. Uh, did you say Barks? Was that yes. the uh, no? It was no, A and W or yeah. Stewart's? A and W and Stewart's. Right? We, we pipe Stewart's is a New York company, right? So we just we have the pipeline going right down to Central America, and then that right? Oh yeah, yeah. sprinkler effect. Is yeah. there anything like the little hard candy, the root beer barrels? Remember that? A I bit. do. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So there's a little sweetness to it. I'm not know about root beer or something, but. I'm sticking with Pitzels. Yeah. I had the Pitzels early early on, and then it switched to root beer, and I, it's Only killing me to admit that. Well, I wanted to just taste the Pitzels the whole time, but I think Barry nailed it. So 
is this this is an opportunity to know if you like your cigars to be aged would you recommend somebody buy a box of them and age them and it becomes this cigar I think so I think if you're if you're that type of person that likes to see the developing changes well, what happens to any cigar, really, in a humidor, I think uh, I would encourage to do it. I'm yeah, a half a box absolutely. guy, so I buy the full box, and I take half of the box out, and I put it in the I'm going to smoke these soon section of my humidor, and then I have my aging section down below. Close and the that's box, where the put it box back goes there. on with the date that I bought it, and it's, it's down there. So you live I can, both ways. I can enjoy the cigar now. That's why I bought it. It's ready to smoke, but then I can also see what happens to the change. I'm later. a sucker. I buy everything. You know when you go to the grocery store and there's yeah, someone yeah. like, here, taste this uh, candy bar or something. I said, all right, I'll take one. They give me one candy bar. I'm going to give me a box. That's just, you know, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. Why that's, not, right? That's if you like it. Is, I don't have the nothing. patience to age anything. Mm. I buy a box. I'll smoke it over the course of a weekend. Well, I went You're through. a binge smoker. I'm going to try to put an aged cigar in one of the care packages coming up in the future because I went through something that I've had since 2002, and I have 240-something of what? these. I saved a lot of them, just a heads up. So I'm going to actually deal with you and Ed later in the week, see where we're at. Because uh, we got about a little over 200 people in the uh, yeah. in this, yeah. so if I got enough to do it, I would like to incorporate a very aged cigar in there, and then we talk about it during the show of of, of what this how the cigar is possibly if it ends so up more, working. So more than the five years, obviously. Yes, we're talking 12 years. Yeah, yeah, 12 years uh, has a lot changed to it. Uh, I I bought a bunch of them, but I'm down to this at this point. I have smoked them as years went on, but we'll get into it in, in a later date anyway. What do we got left here for time? We got time to squeeze a meal? Nope, we got time for nothing. Victor Vitale. Thanks Thank for having me no. on. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for coming in. And uh, you're still in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Yep. Brotherly and love. Brotherly love. Brotherly love. We're going to go cheesesteaks. Do you end up doing it? Nothing. You live past that. I've it's done nothing. it a gazillion times. No interest at all, right? You don't not, even... No, I don't, not right now, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's enough it's of that. It's not on his diet. Right. It's enough of that. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to booze it up. With the owner and founder of Hammer and Sickle Vodka and Hammer and Sickle Cigars, Eric Hansen joins us with his new trademark Maduro cigar, another cigar from the Cigar Authority Care Package. Hang on to it. Smoke it along with us. Maybe pour yourself a glass of vodka and... Uh, Hammer and Sickle you, Vodka, baby. Moscow Mule. Yeah, maybe we'll do some Moscow Mules. Absolutely. Which is the uh, ginger beer with... The, in the, the copper cup. Yeah. In the copper cup. With, with that. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing from the past two hours and the past five years, and you happen to be smoking your two Tortuga 215, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. Take a trip into another world. CAO Columbia. The newest addition to CAO's World Blends is a delicious addition to the CAO collection. It's the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco and is a mild to medium bodied blend boasting notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Using a tobacco from the isolated mountainous region of Colombia, 
Aiku Mazinga Tobacco is a unique and rare find that provides a smoking experience you won't forget. For a savory smoke that takes you to another world, visit CAO Columbia. Yeah, you want to know what Lenny Clark has to say about Two Guys Smoke Shop? It's two guys, the Two Guys Smoke Shops guys are the nicest guys. And I'll tell you, sometimes you go into a cigar store, you really don't know what you're looking for. It's very intimidating. And a lot of times, people have a tendency to be arrogant with you, like they know it all. Not those guys. I what, the guys up at the Two Guys Smoke Shop, if you're a first-time smoker or you're looking for a great, go in and see them. They'll put you at ease. They'll make you feel at home. They'll get you the best the guy you can can get for the best deal. You can't beat it. And then whenever I'm in New Hampshire again, if I'm in high-speed police chase or something, I'll stop in and have a smoke with those two guys. Why, thank you, Lenny Clark. 